Hello, and uh, welcome to uh, Kingdom Life Radio. This is Kenny Hebert, and I have Joe Green with me again today. He's a pastor from Second Baptist Church in South Hadley. And uh, we, are, we started last week um, uh, reviewing and discussing the sermon series he's been doing since the beginning of summer, which is on, on the Holy Spirit. And we started last week talking about the, the promise of Pentecost, and we got through part of what that sermon he was about. We were having some real good discussion about it. And we want to pick up where we left off, and, and Joe's going to give us a, a review that we'll start into and, 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 and hopefully c- cover the rest of what, what that sermon was about. Right. So, again, we're going to review Acts chapter 2. That's the scripture that tells about the about Pentecost. And it's really important to treat the whole thing because Peter, most of it's Peter's sermon, and he ties the pouring out of the Holy Spirit with Jesus' death and resurrection so closely that we don't uh, want to uh, rip it apart. Uh, so just as a review, we talked about how in Acts chapter 2, the event of Pentecost is described in verses 1 through 4, where the, the uh, Holy Spirit falls upon the disciples gathered with the mighty rushing wind, uh, tongues of fire above each person. They speak the mighty works of God in different languages. Verses 5 through um, 13, a crowd gathers and says, what in the world is going on? We hear, we see these amazing phenomenon and we hear these people speaking of the mighty acts of God in our own languages and they're just hicks from Galilee. How can they be speaking this, you know, in these different languages? And that's when in verse 14, Peter stands up and he gives his sermon. And in his sermon, he describes that what's happening now is a fulfillment of the promises of the Old Testament, but particularly the prophet Joel. And then he quotes the prophet Joel that says, In the last days, God declares, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, on your sons and your daughters, and the uh, men and women, old men, young men, all of these things, as saying, this is what you see fulfilling, being fulfilled right before you. The Holy Spirit's poured out, so it's the last days. The last days have arrived. We're going to talk about that extensively today. Then, in verse 22, uh, he kind of shifts and then starts talking about Jesus that, uh, you know, it's the last days the Holy Spirit's been poured out. But if you don't understand the reason why this has now happened, then you're going to miss the boat. Because the reason this happened is that there was this man named Jesus. You heard about him and um, he was crucified, but he rose from the dead in fulfillment of prophecy. And then he quotes different uh, uh, psalms uh, that talks about Jesus fulfilling the promises of David. And then he says, but this Jesus whom you crucified, God raised up. And we're witnesses to that. That's what we're telling you about. And this Jesus, he went to the right hand of God. He's the one who poured out the Spirit. So the Spirit of the Lord is the Spirit of Jesus. The day of the Lord is the day of Jesus. These last days are the days of Spirit and salvation. And then in verse 37, the crowd, when they heard this, they said, what shall we do? We've missed the boat. And Peter, verse 38, says, Repent and be baptized, each one of you. You'll receive the forgiveness of sins and the Holy Spirit for the promises for you, for your children, for all who are far off. Many believe, and then they are brought into the new Messianic community. And then finally, verses 42 through 47, it describes that community of the fellowship, the closeness, the loving of one another, the sharing of goods, the the. the devotion to the apostles, teaching, to, to breaking of bread, to prayer, all of that as the community grows and is brought closer together in unity. So that is an overview of Acts chapter 2, which tells us about that first Pentecost. Yes, yes. And one of the things we didn't hit last time 
and we I think it's important to see is in verse 22 through like 24 where um, uh, he uh, starts that sermon part where he, he um, says uh, Jesus of Nazareth, uh, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourself know. Like, hey, you know that. You've seen him. You watched him. You've seen all this stuff happen. This Jesus delivered up according to the def- def- definite plan and foreknowledge of God. You crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised up, loosing the pains of, of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. We see God's sovereignty in that. Like yes. here, he's talking about Jesus is a reason, but there's something more here that God's. This was God's plan from the very beginning. It's not like I have to. Oh, oh, they killed Jesus. I got. I got to figure this out now. Right. God had this plan all along. And it yes. wasn't just to uh, have Jesus come and heal people, but also then to give His life purposely, right. but also to raise from the dead. Also for the very purpose, as you said, is is to pour out the Spirit, that people can have this relationship with God, be restored, we can be cleansed, be made holy, redeemed by Christ, and then have the Holy Spirit uh, uh, live and dwell and dwell us. Right. So that sovereign part of God is, is something, I think, important for people to see. God, God's not just not like happens, things happening. God's got this plan all along, but right. He was purposed. You know, in, the full, in the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son yes. with a purpose to redeem people for the purpose that they have the Holy Spirit given to them. Right, exactly, and that's why he quotes the scripture because he's he's saying this isn't you know this isn't a surprise. Uh, mm. This is a fulfillment of yes. promises. And we talked last week about the promise of uh, of Pentecost being the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. But that's when then he brings in Jesus, as you said, and says, and according to the divine, you know, the foreknowledge of God, the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you know, he was crucified. And then he starts quoting some psalms that talk from from King David about the um uh, this one that God would would bring forth mm. and they understood in the Messiah uh, he would not allow this one just to die he would raise him from that he wouldn't allow his soul mm. to be mm. stuck in Hades but rather he wouldn't let his soul uh, his body undergo corruption and and he said that's been fulfilled in Jesus so that uh, Jesus is, uh, you know, you missed it. You knew it, right? You saw yeah. him do miracles, as you mentioned. You saw Jesus, all the things that he did, um, and but yet he died. And as we talked about last time, they, they expected in the last days, yes, the Holy Spirit, the Messiah to come. And then they also expected, as you mentioned last week, the resurrection of the dead. Yeah. So Peter's saying, well, the resurrection of the dead part, that's started. Yes. And, and this is where it gets into the already now. Yeah, already it started because Jesus rose from the dead. He was the first fruits, uh, and he was the Messiah that we had been waiting for. And the Spirit was poured out. All of these things are happening. So it is the last days. Uh, and... Uh, and then he, he quotes these scriptures to say, this Jesus whom you crucified, God raised up. And, and so if you missed Jesus, he was the Messiah. He was the one we were waiting for. But yet you either crucified him or you uh, allowed it to happen. And that's what causes them to sort of say, yes, we've missed the boat. So I want to, um, you know, what shall we do? And that's when Peter says, believe. Because if you believe the promise that God sent Jesus, he died for your sins and he rose from the dead, then that promise unlocks the promise of the Spirit, yes. which then that promise is for you too. So this now that we're in the last days, the days of the Spirit and salvation, that you can receive Jesus as your Savior, you can receive eternal life with God and have that closeness with, uh, with Him through the Holy Spirit. 
you know, it, it, the, all of these promises for you. It's the age of spirit, salvation. The last days have begun. They haven't finished. So you have time to receive the spirit. You have time to believe in Christ and be reconciled to God. And Peter says that, ser- you know, that's his sermon. And many people believe. Mm, um, yes. and, and then they join the Messianic community, you know, the community of believers and continue uh, doing that, bringing the the. Uh, the other promise or the other command from Jesus, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the end of the earth, Acts chapter 1-8. Peter is fulfilling the first part. It's Jerusalem, right? He's witnessing to a new crowd there, but then the rest of Acts, well, now they go to other parts of Judea. Now they go to Samaria. Now they, by the end of the book of Acts, uh, the apostle Paul is giving this witness uh, of the gospel in Rome. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, those Acts is really about fulfillment, like all many things from the Old Testament scriptures, but also Jesus' words are being fulfilled. All of these promises mm-hmm. are being fulfilled, including the promise that the last days would one day arrive. Peter's saying they're here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even we talked last week. We talked about like this, so people understand their expectation mm-hmm. of what the last days was, and even people's expectation when they think last days, it's the last days of the last days of the last days yes. of the last days, maybe down to the last hour. So like <laughs> yes. they're thinking it's happening now. Right. It's like this is the last day. It didn't start. It started with Christ's uh, death and resurrection. But that their expectation, the Jewish people, uh, they like when Messiah comes and the end comes. There's going to be this catastrophic event is all together with one event happening of of a day of judgment and a day of blessing and then with that blessing is the pouring out of the spirit the resurrection of the dead like wholeness for all people mm-hmm. no more sickness death is done right but at the same time all evil and wickedness would be judged and vanquished forever and god's kingdom would reign forever so they were expecting a last day's event happening yes. it was going to be one moment and jesus comes on the scene and he's he's showing up. He says the kingdom's here, and that was their their expectation. Messiah brought the kingdom, yes. and they're expecting like, okay, he's healing, he's doing the healing stuff. People are raising from the dead. Yes. Those are all happening, but the day of judgment's not happening yet. And all of a sudden, he's he's risen from the dead. He dies, but he's risen from the dead, never to die again. Right. And then all of a sudden, there's the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Those things are sort of three of the the four things we've talked about are happening, but the day of judgment hasn't come. There's in right. pouring out uh, judgment on all wickedness and evil. It's still waiting. So here's we're tying now. We want to tie in the, the already and the not yet. So yes. here here's the here's part of the kingdom has come. There's a right. Jesus has come to salvation, and like I like how you put it, it's like. Instead of like judgment happening altogether with it, it's been delayed. Mm-hmm. The kingdom has shown up, and the blessing of the kingdoms can start happening right now in, in our midst. But the day of judgment has been pushed off, right. giving time for people to come to know Christ and be yes. filled with the Holy Spirit and have yes. life with Christ. So that, that that whole expectation, that would be changing for the disciples. Mm-hmm. They have to start to rethink Yes, because at, at this point, even as they become a, a community, we read that they're coming together. They're living like the last days are here. Like it's going to happen. Like the, the, the end's going to happen. Right, but it's and not. And if I can, and that you're, you're absolutely right. Because remember, in Acts one six, yes. when they when Jesus appears to them, he, they say, "So when when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel?'" Yeah. So they are thinking, "All right, is this the yeah. is this all coming together now?" Because that's their their assumptions, and that's when Jesus says, "Well, no, wait a minute. Yes. You wait for power, and then you'll be my witnesses to Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth." Meaning that no, no, this salvation 
revolution that is coming in the last days, it's going to extend to the whole world. So there's going to be stages. But you're right. They just that verse shows like they were expecting, Okay, this is the resurrection. All this, all like you said, three or four things have happened. All right. You know, the spirit's going to come. And uh, um, and so they assumed, Okay, this is the, the kingdom is getting restored and. Not, not no. There's stages like yeah. the, the kingdom is already, but but not yet fully consummated. Yeah. And even in you tied back in verse one, is it one six? six yeah. yeah, that um, they're expecting it to be given to them, mm-hmm. other right. people of Israel. But Jesus's response is like God's plan is bigger. Yes, it's much more. It's mm-hmm. all creation, and it yes. starts with people, not mm-hmm. just in Jerusalem. Yes, and it's going it's to start to spread to Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. That right. all people could have the opportunity to experience. So right. there's not going to be. It's not just for a specific group of people. Even right. like there was a kings, prophets, and priests got the spirit. Right. It's not just. The people of Israel, right? It's because it, we'll see later in Corinthians. I mean, uh, uh, Cornelius in chapter ten, where it's for it's even the, even the Gentiles, right? Even the Gentiles. And, and, uh, so it's meant for all those who are far off. And so here's the purpose of uh, this being put off is is, is salvation going yes. throughout the throughout the earth and for all creation. And so, right, which also is a part of the, the prophecies, like in Isaiah, yeah. that the the glory of the Lord will, you know, re- the restoring presence of God will go throughout the lands to the end. All the mm. nations will come and worship God. So there were prophecies that talked about this worldwide redemption, um, but they didn't quite understand him in that way. They thought, okay, well, you know, Israel, they'll just restore Israel, and then they'll either. You know, they'll have to come yeah. here, whereas God is going global and he's yeah. going through each person. Uh, so, again, there's these all these prophecies and promises that are made, uh, but exactly how they yeah. get fulfilled, that's acts like un, uh, uh, unwraps all that. And yeah. it's like, OK, well, wow, I see now how these, you know, and that's what I'm sure the disciples were feeling. They were like, OK, I didn't. You know, I've read these scriptures before, but now I actually see how they're being fulfilled in Jesus, mm-hmm. how they're being fulfilled in the Spirit, and and now they all make sense. But before then, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't quite <laughs> sure how that was going to work. Because <laughs> yeah, you think of it, they're they're preaching here to their Jewish brothers yep. and sisters here, and at this point, they haven't reached out to the Gentiles. So even right. they, they haven't even left Jerusalem yet. True, they're, they're going to be forced. So they're, they're they're it's just like us. Yes, we start to get a piece of what God's showing us. Yeah. And we sort of do the same thing. It's this is for us, right? Mm-hmm. Not for them. <laughs> yeah. We don't say that, but we act like it. And yeah. It's like nothing to do under the sun. We, yes. we we tend to do that. But here we start. They start to see God's plan unfolding. Even this thing about the already not yet. They're they have to. They're going to have to start to change. They start to change and start to see this bigger picture of the kingdom and understanding it as a as they walk out following Jesus right. into the future. It's like okay, it's not happening yet. Mm-hmm. There's more to this. Oh, the Gentiles. Oh, and and then Paul's going out, and it's yes. it's, it's an ongoing unfolding of that understanding of the already not yet. Now we can look back and think like, well, well they should have known that, <laughs> yeah. but but you know we would have been in the same place trying Definitely. to figure it out, and we we're we're doing it now. Even I think right. even now we should give ourselves grace as we're trying to figure out yes. following yes. the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. But uh, you see that already not yet. So, it, but how does that you know they're they're figuring out learning what that means. They they, they were taught the prayer. You know, let your kingdom come mm-hmm. you know we we, we 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 say it every sunday you know the mm-hmm. lord's prayer but they're they're figuring that out they're they had had prayed jesus taught them that they're they're asking for the kingdom to come 
uh, and looking at what that looks like. But like for us, what does this already not yet mean for us? You know, that's something mm-hmm. that some people wonder. Oh, what's what's it really yeah. impact on our life? How do we approach uh, how we live our life with uh, with that kind of concept? Yeah, and and really that is one of the keys to Christian living, right? Yeah. And it's the I think it's also the keys to good theology. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that, uh, and I say that I mean that it's from the scriptures. In the scriptures, as we just saw in Acts chapter two, that concept of already not yet is here. And but but what is it, how do we apply it to how we think? And and I think two things is that the the Holy Spirit is given to each person, and the Holy Spirit, God's presence in dwelling, makes those. Uh, and t- those eternal truths, uh, a reality in our life already. Mm-hmm. Okay, even though we're not yet in heaven, if you want to call it, you know, the the final state. Even though we're not yet there, the truths and some of the blessings of heaven are already present because the Spirit is present. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and because of that, just think about it. All right, if if what a difference would that make? If we truly believe that all right, some of the blessings of heaven and some of the, the, the promises of that time are available already, mm-hmm. like that's mind blowing. And, yeah. and that really should change, um, you know, how we how we think about uh, about a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, now, you you shared with me earlier that scripture from Hebrews. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Hebrews um, chapter six. That helps, I think, uh, and I wanted you, because I hadn't um, uh, even made this connection, but I think it really helps explain that that already not yet concept, because it is something we have trouble getting our minds around. Yeah, it's uh, from it's um, from Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4, um, and I'll read it here. It says, for it's impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift and have shared the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power powers of the age to come. So he's, he's writer here is talking about those who have been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift. That's us. We've experienced mm-hmm. those are those who are disciples of Jesus who have decided to follow him. Now we've been enlightened. We've tasted the heavenly gift and we've shared the Holy Spirit and we've tasted the goodness of the word of God. Like, I like how you talking about it. like we're when we when we start to read the word, there's things that made would never have made sense before we knew Christ. But now mm-hmm. we know. And also every day we read them like, who put that there? <laughs> you know, and you think, well, there's this internal truth that, yeah. that, that, that's there. It, also, it grips your heart. And there, mm-hmm. there's a there's a like, like this, the I think it's Kendall's one I was reading. He said there's this immediate direct confirmation in our mm-hmm. spirit it's not like something we, we figured out ahead but it's like oh yes, yes. yeah and so yeah. we've 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 um we've tasted the goodness of the word of god how it brings life to us and this is, is a tasted uh, of the also of the the powers of the age to come right. that the age to come like we're living in the current evil age that we're in right now right. it's the age of salvation too but during this it's the, it's considered the evil age mm-hmm. and jesus talked about an age to come paul talks about an age to come the writer here of hebrews talks about the age to come he's talking about the once the day of the lord comes and yep. all evil is done with and all judgments comes and god's kingdom reigns forever yep. in its fullness he says we've tasted of the powers of the age to come we have we've we've experienced first of all the, the miracle of salvation ourselves, yes. like we were dead and made the lot bring life, like you talked yep. about this past Sunday, yep. and this, this that 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 whole miracle that's the start of it, and we we've, we've tasted of, of of the power that power that changed our life. It's constantly changing us. Yes. It's we're that's something that's the already. It's come 
it's a step from the future. What we're, what we're going to experience in fullness someday mm-hmm. has actually started. Yes. The resurrection of Jesus started that. Yes. And we have actually, Paul talks about like we, we, were, we died with him, we were going to be raised with him, and yep. we've experienced that now. We're, it's something we're starting to taste. So that's the already part. But it's not complete yet. Correct. We haven't. We're not fully there yet. So we're living in this tension that yes. we sometimes we see things and like we see evil or, or different things happen or sickness or different things or we struggle our own life mm-hmm. and like it shouldn't be this way. It's not going to be this way. Right. Right. But we have to live through that tension. Like, okay, God, how do we live through this? And we trust in God in in that moment. But we know that someday this is not going to be like that. Yes. And, but, but at the same time, God breaks in. Yes. In those kingdom moments, we say, let your kingdom come. Mm-hmm. I love that prayer. I remember yeah. as, a non, as a non-Christian growing up and being taught to say that prayer repeatedly over yeah. and over and over, and, and like it was going to be some magic would, it would <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> happen when it would change. Actually, it would forgive my sins if I said it enough times. Right. No, Jesus did that. But that, that but I became a Christian. Even as a young Christian, I'm almost like I didn't even think much of that prayer because I had this experience from my past. Mm-hmm. But then I understood already the not yet. Yes. And I, and I started understanding that that prayer changed. That Just that phrase, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. And Jesus was not just saying, well, he was saying, like, in the future, come. Like, that future kingdom would yes. come. But when he was saying it to the disciples, they were going like, let your kingdom come. Yes. Get up and walk. Yes. And it happened. It's like, the kingdom would break in right. in those moments. So we right. can hope for that. Because one of the first things when you read the first words of Jesus in Mark or whatever that he's reported saying is it's usually repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So yes. like it's here, it's it's with me, I'm bringing it. Yes. So it's the same thing. Already it's here in Jesus, but it's not yet fully uh, consummated. Uh, so yeah, I mean, all of that you're saying, that that powers of the age to come are already uh, functioning, working in, in the person of the Holy Spirit, all, all that we've been talking about. And I think this is a key also to, to um, you know, some of, some of the differences uh, among uh, Christians and, and denominations. And I, I think that on, on one side, you have uh, some certain folks that emphasize the not yet too much. And then there are certain who emphasize the already too much. Yeah. And there's, as you said, that word tension that we see in the scripture where it's it's both. Uh, and, and George Eldon Ladd is the one who coined that term, I think, in the 50s of the already not yet as he read the scriptures. And, you know, those who when it's all not yet, uh, those are folks who are I mean, cessationists or whatever. And that's a you know, fancy word just to say that the gifts of the spirit have ceased. And, you know, the spirit was at work then. But, you know, it's we're not yet going to experience that kind of power and the presence of God in such an intense way um, uh, until heaven. Right. It's all not yet. Uh, you yeah. know, Jesus came. But now it's really almost all not yet until Jesus comes back. Whereas the uh, folks who overemphasize the already, that is the, the kind of name it and claim it crowd that all the things of heaven are ours now already, all of it. Yeah. So that with that comes the difficulty of, well, because all the things are of heaven should be ours already, well, there's sickness. There shouldn't be any sickness at all. So what's going wrong? You must have something wrong with your faith or you're not yeah. praying hard enough because this overemphasis, overrealized eschatology is what uh, this is the fancy academic word for it, where that uh, because it's all already, then we don't know, we, we can't make anything of that tension of, well, they're still suffering. And that's because 
again, yes, all of it's already come and, and manifested, but not all of it. So that therefore there is still suffering. God hasn't totally done away with evil yet. So we'll still experience evil. He hasn't, we haven't been resurrected yet, yeah. right? Jesus has, but yeah. we haven't. Yeah. And therefore, although it's, it's a promise and it's as, as good as done, uh, but we haven't so that we will still die. Right. Even yeah. if we're healed, like even if, you know, one of us is having a health issue and, you know, we lay on our hands and have a, have a little prayer session after this recording and we're totally healed. Well, there's something else is going to get you. Yeah, like you're still going right. to die yep. because it's not yet. And so there's that tension and that tension is so important so that we are able to walk in the power and the promises of the Holy Spirit and live a supernatural way because of the already, but also understanding because of the not yet, there's still things in this world that we need to work through. And we should be actually thankful for that because it's the age of salvation. Because if it was all already, God would have stopped it. And then the word wouldn't have gone to the ends of the earth. And so God is sort of saying, no, no judgment. I'm not doing away with all sin yet because I don't want to do away with all of my chosen uh, beloved children. Because if, if he had to do away with all sin immediately, like at the end of time, then I wouldn't be here. Like right. it, would have, it would have all been done and he would have cast me out. But because of his loving forbearance, he says, all right, already? Yes, it's, it's you know, in Jesus, but not yet because I've still got some of my children who need to come to saving knowledge, who need to receive the Holy Spirit and, and my yes. presence yeah. and all of that. So that tension of already, not yet, it's, it's huge for how we actually live our Christian life and actually our, our, our theology as well. Yeah. This is, a, for me, I came from a background of Pentecostal, mm-hmm. uh, uh, word of faith stuff. And so this was in struggling with seeing people not healed mm-hmm. and how, how that, you know, for years. And coming to this understanding that already not yet really, and, and that tension really gave me a whole other perspective and actually... Um, resting in God's sovereignty also. Yes. You know, those two go together. The yes. God's working all that all out. And so when we pray, and so and, and there's a tension even for us to pray by faith and not just do, when do we when do we just relinquish and okay God this is what you're doing mm-hmm. and we let it go. Or do we keep pressing in and praying more and, right. and holding on for God. So there's a tension in even how to live that out yes. that we have to actually really look to God and 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 it, it makes us actually really rest and trust in God and God alone, not yes. on our own. Because that was part of the the other thing was that the word of faith stuff was is really really trusting in, in your own work, right? Having yeah. faith in your faith. Yes, and, and, and it was like and it's like and there was such a freedom when I finally let that go. Yeah. And then there's there's this reality actually that God's got a plan. Yeah. And the thing is. We still pray that. I pray yes. that. You know, that's why that's part of the right. My website is Let Your Kingdom Come. That's yes. a, there's a phrase that really transformed my life that tension, that seeing mm-hmm. that. And you'll hear me when I pray. I'll, I'll, I'll say those words. I, yes. And I'm just, because I can't, I can't, I don't know what to pray, but if your kingdom breaks in here, you'll do what you want, how you want, when you want. Yes. And you no, know, I'm asking for healing for this, but. You know, I've seen people pray for healing for someone's part of their body, but God touches them in a whole different way. Right. And like, okay, well, why didn't you do that? I don't know why, but he's taking care of this and he has a purpose and I have to rest in that. You know, right. it's, so that, there's that whole tension part. It's it's not just like, oh, it's a tension. Yes. But just, there's really nuances to that whole right. thing. It's a lived out tension. Yes. Just saying that, yeah, it's not just a mental, intellectual tension, which it is. Yes. Like you said, it's how do we actually practice it and... 
Yeah, you, you said it really well because it is very difficult to say, to press in with prayer because, no, God is already doing stuff, but is this a not yet? And, and that really causes, that tension causes us to, to, um, to drive, drive ourselves deeper into connection with God. Yes. It should. And not just have a formula, not just have a, all right, uh, this is what I do. If I say these certain words, God's going to do it or whatever. It's, it's more of, no, I need to press into God. Because through him, he's going to either, you know, uh, he's going to show up in a, in a way that I've been praying for or show up in a different way. Or he's going to say, no, not yet. Yeah. No, not yet. Yeah. Um, and, and then because we have faith in God, if he says not yet, then we're okay with that because he, we trust him more than we trust ourselves because he, he died for us. Like, yeah. I'll, I, I'll trust someone with my life if they've given their life for me. Right? Yes. Yeah. And so that's where when God says not yet... I don't claim it. I don't demand that, you know, God, like on my timetable, like you heal me now. No, I know he will heal me. Like I know he will one day fully and finally do away with all sin and sickness. But if that's in the end of days, like fine. Who am I to demand it? No, it's got to be now. Yeah. Name, yeah. I'm going to name it and claim it now because I'm impatient. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. Well, as we uh, come to a close, y'all, I just want to, I think it'd be good to pray uh, that part of the prayer, and but also let people know if you if you want to listen to this again, you can hear hear this by going to either sbcsouthadley.com or letyourkingdomcome.com. You can listen to this in the previous one or the sermons uh, series also. But as we close, I just want to refer back to that scripture verse where it's in Hebrews chapter six, where it talks about those who have been enlightened and tasted the heavenly gift and shared in the Holy Spirit and tasted of the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the age to come. And we just want to pray that those who are listening today on the radio or those that are hearing this uh, even years later on on the internet, we pray that uh, God's kingdom, uh, just as Jesus taught us to pray, would come for you as you're you're hearing this and that his will uh, would be done in your life and that you would experience and taste of the powers of the age to come. Until next week, you have a great week. God bless. Amen.